Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Our commentators Peter Mushendu and Gerard Bictok are still with us in the studio city. This, the cost of living is rising. The, what you're saying, Peter, that you know people who are going to Jakaranda yesterday are people who are looking for hope because there's something that's not working. There's something that should have been working that's not working. There is an expectation of government that is not being realized and being delivered. The government itself is you know, making promises one after another on what it's going to do on the cost of living. Or oh, we are distributing fertilizer, subsidized rates for fertilizer, so that farmers can grow the food, so that the food will come to the market cheaper. However, at the same time, we must realize that we must, you know, tighten our belts and prepare ourselves. The CS for the National Treasury has said this year is going to be worse than last year. The drought situation is continuing. Food is getting more and more expensive. The government is requesting us through our elected representatives in parliament to spend 400 billion shillings more in the next financial year than it has spent in the last financial year. Governors are asking to be given 400 billion shillings to go to all the counties in the next financial year. The government is saying, Ay, So we can only give you up to 370 billion shillings. 400 billion? No, no, no. But the national government is ready and willing to spend an extra 400 billion shillings. Money that we don't have. Eh? Money that we don't have. <laughs> With all those things that are happening, do you get a sense that the political leaders, be they Kenya Kwanzaa, be they Asimio, are actually in tune with what's affecting Kenyans? Well, I would say something that um, this government must look into very seriously. Mm. If we must make inloads with the common Mwananchi, we must talk about our tax regime. Because uh, tax alone cannot develop a nation mm. by taxing our people. And I once said, because Gerard Bitok in another life, he's also a political show host. Eh? Mm. I have said in his show, and I will repeat here again, that for this country to develop, we must restructure how we seek funding from financial institutions all over the world. Mm. When you have an institution like IMF coming back to the country, it is telling you that there is a problem with how we manage public agencies and public institutions. Mm. Because for IMF to actually give you a loan, they always give you those loans based on uh, conditions that you must restructure this or restructure that. And I've always insisted, one of the countries in the world that has the greatest external debt is Japan. Mm. But they don't feel the pinch because every coin that they have borrowed, they have put it into good use. They have uh, been able to revolutionize manufacturing of motor vehicles in Japan. And therefore, they can continue taking external grants because they are able to manage what they get. And one of the biggest problems we have in this country, it is when we take loans out there, meant to come and build road A to Z, and then 
we realized that Eric Latif, who is the Minister for Mining, has a new project and we will divert that money to go and uh, do that project. Mm. And I think for me, if this country is going to be reconstructed and we are going to build the economy, we will not do it by exaggerating or putting a lot of uh, uh, taxes on Kenyans. Because one, you need to widen the tax net for you to be able to get enough tax, as you're saying. How do you widen the tax net? I keep insisting that uh, before you tax Kenyans and ask yourself why we do not have uh, so many investors bringing money into this country, because that is one of the other ways that we are going to expand this economy by making it easy for, for investors to come to this country. Today, mm. look at our power system, how we adjudicate on matters of uh, power meant for production. We are using something called Sego Grids. It is the reason why if electricity, one substation goes down, the entire half of Nairobi goes for 17 hours without electricity. Mm -hmm. We must introduce something in electrical engineering. That's why my field is called macrogrids, that you can be able to produce the energy, solar energy in Deya, where I come from, and part of Kikuyu constituency, and provide them with their own grid that if something happens to uh, Lokichogi or, or Lokicha power station, it is not going to affect production. Mm. So w the government, before bringing these tax regimes, and these are the things that are pushing people to go to Dakaranda, mm. because imagine this guy already doesn't have food on his table. And he has been asked that he has to pay more tax. That means he is going, anything that he is going to want to be able to buy that ugari, he will first of all have to pay tax on it. Then it is not enough to feed the children. So the government must go back to the drawing board, mm. ask ourselves, how do we widen the tax net? Mm. Because it is like governors, what they are doing in this country. They Like I have seen yesterday, people of the Ndegwa here in Kiambu, that the rad rate has been moved from 300 and 50 shillings to 36,000. Imagine that Ndu in the Ndegu. From the Ndegu. <laughs> I hope nobody from the Ndegu are here. But, but, but those are the sad realities we are talking about. Mm. That government must, we must pay tax. But. That, is, that is the canon responsibility of any responsible Kenyan. Yeah. You must pay tax. Because it also makes no sense that we have, I think, is it for about 14 million registered taxpayers? Mm. But uh, more than half of that number always files zero returns. So, Peter, mm. I hear you saying clearly yes. that there is a problem. There is a problem. There was a promise that was made to Kenyans, even yes. if it was not. The responsibility of government, yes. the responsibility of government is to create a conducive environment in which yes. people can live. So, we've agreed here that there's a problem. We could have months and months of conversation about what a responsible government ought to do. I personally believe that there needs to be a direct route towards manufacturing until you start to build your own. You cannot protect your own. Until you have industry that works, you cannot protect your own. I don't think Kenyans would have a problem being taxed 50% if they could see that this is a result of their tax. Yes. That because of the tax that we see, we have flawless streets, that you turn on any tap in the country and water is running out of it, that you can send your children to school and they will not have a problem accessing an education with or without COVID, that you walk into any health facility today, you find medicine, you find a clinical officer, you find a nurse, you find a doctor, you get health care. Tax Kenyans 50%. I don't think they'd have a problem with that if they saw that there was then something coming out of it. But the truth of the matter is that today, the majority of Kenyans who walk into a shop, supermarket, whatever, are not able to buy bulk for their buck. 
there is you you and it is getting worse and worse before you know it the 14th of february will come along we don't know what you're going to face. You don't know if the shilling you have, actually you do know, you know that the shilling that you have <laughs> is not enough for you to feed your family, for you mm. to feed yourself, for you to do the very things that a government is supposed to ring fence for you. It cannot happen today. So now mm. that hope that you speak of is yes. what is in the mouth of many a Kenyan. Mm -hmm. It is not enough. It is getting worse by the day. People have to be creative to survive. It should not be. It doesn't matter if it's the proverbial hundred days, hundred years, whatever. I I think I think uh, it is on the owners of government, and specifically the CS the CS for me that is uh, Moses Kuria, in terms of investment and industrialization. I've given a story and I'll give it here. Uh, Dagote from Nigeria came to Kenya the other day and went and saw the president. And he wanted to invest in uh, cement production mm. in this republic. But after months and months of looking into the possibility of investing, he then came back and said that that investment in Kenya was not viable because one, our power regime is uh, meant to place the uh, industrial man who wants to come and produce it. Mm. Our ease of doing business is not conducive for him to be able to do business. So Dagote moves to Ethiopia and wants and invests his money there and start uh, doing Dagota cement. Today, Dagota cement is in our shelves in this country and it is still cheaper than cement that is produced in this republic. That tells you there is something wrong. I've seen companies like Farmers Choice move from Limuru. Mm. I've seen companies like Butterburet that is based in my place. Limuru is moving to, I think, uh, Botswana or somewhere because they cannot be able to sustain the cost of production in this country. And I think that is something that this government, if we want to widen the tax net, mm. we will only widen it by allowing investors to come to, to, the, come country, to the country, not to increase the tax that we tax that common hassle that we talk about. So mm. I think for me that this government has its work cut out for them. It, let, let, because let me tell you, if anybody continues to advise the government to increase tax that is supposed to be paid by the common man it is going to alienate this government and that is something that must be addressed we must look at today if you land at kigari international airport in rwanda you can leave that airport with a business permit because they have made the ease of doing business in their country then you will go apply if you require legal services, they are provided for in that uh, airport. If you require a certificate of all the registration requirement provided, you have come with the right document. You will leave that airport and get to the city of Kigali with a registered business entity that has a bank account of your choice. Mm. Now, this country, we must do that. We have a lot of idolatry right now, there. and we must get there. I mean, but that was the promise, Gerard. But, but, but let me let me ask you: Is mm. it not funny? that this country in the sub-Saharan Africa is sitting in one of the biggest water reservoirs that is in Trokana. But surprisingly, one of the counties that we are giving a lot of uh, lily food 
estrokana this country <laughs> is sitting in a lot of reserve for a lot of mining that government has not exploited they need to invite because these are investors that come to do these things mm. and if you cannot create ease of doing business for investment then taxing kenyans some more will only alienate this government and father i must and say this from whatever having been one of the people that uh, were in favor of this government mm. that we must sit down look at our tax regime are we pressing a kenyan who is already pressed some more mm. because let me tell you the uprisings that you have seen in the world mm. they are not brought by government honest officials of government stealing money they are brought by taxing people without seeing results she has said that very well That's go true. to switzerland they pay more than 50 percent of of, of the earning more than 50 percent of the earning is paid as tax to government in fact their prime ministership is uh it, 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 it is rotating president. uh, the presidency is rotating why because these guys when they pay their money they get health services they get education they get good roads they get uh, ease of doing business they have no problem uh, of paying their tax because they can see results but now ask a kenyans to pay some more on that unga or on that fuel and he is still struggling to take his kids to school the only result you will get is an angry kid people who get dissatisfied jared so coming now because um the hustler is uh, was being promised that the bigger thing that is going to happen to a hustler is we're going to make it easier for you to do business we're going to make it easier for you to earn a living we're going to facilitate you so that you can earn a living and then of course immediately the president said is when you come in there you will be able to then contribute more to the well-being of the country but the conversation has moved more and more from we are facilitating to you will pay taxes <laughs> Such that the latest now is the president is being nicknamed Nabi mm. Lazaro Mtoza Ushuru. Zakayo. Zakayo Ushuru. What's a mismatch here? Why, why would the president de deviate so much from the original messaging? I think, uh, first of all, I think also being, we are being very hard on uh, William Ruta's mm -hmm. station. It's barely 150 days. Barely. barely. Mm. I'm sure even most of us here have not even dewormed this year <laughs> since the elections ended. <laughs> it's only much we've been able to do within that. There is a day. So I, think we are, so I think we are being a bit hard on yeah. them. Uh, when it comes to the issues of cost of living, majorly, it revolves, in Kenya, it revolves around food. When you talk about cost of living, talk about unga, talk about sugar, talk about it's it's the the consistent. I mean, the the consistent the the, the food, the basic food that we talk about. Mm, so when you look subsidize, when you look at food, we talk about subsidizing production. That's what William Ruta said. He said he's not going to subsidize consumption, and that is probably why we're still having the prices high. Mm. As I are there, the cost of living is still. And he said I'm not going to subsidize consumption and subsidized production. Mm. So as we are speaking, there's an activity that's going on on subsidized fertilizer that they're distributing across the country. I think those are some of the things that media are not looking at because those are positive activities. Uh, so we expect that we're going to have better harvest this year and maybe we can have we can have some level of stability in terms of food prices. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also this, in, the, in the next, in a few days, they're talking about bringing in duty-free grains, maize and, uh, and rice. Talking uh, about? It's it's already the price already in this country when things are like that are talked about. It's, it's, already. it's already happened. No, no, it's not happening. <laughs> the Minister of Agriculture, if and you can go and counter check, the Minister of Agriculture for the last almost thirty days have been working on a framework to to get companies to import grains, 
duty free. Maize at around 920,000 metric tons and rice. You know, I have to hold you right there. Are you telling me that the maize that was produced in the North Rift and maize producing areas in this country have all been taken up so that we need it's, more importation? Are we saying that the rice we have in Mwea mm -hmm. Has all been taken up, so we now need to import more rice. Is that what we're saying? I'll, I'll challenge you to that, City Morgan. Uh, if you can have your stats right, then I'll be very ready to consume those numbers. As it is right now, the grain, the, the grain, the grain, the grain reserves are very low. Talk to millers, call up any miller and ask them how easy it is to get maize. To go talking and, about uh, to the maize farmer, not, not, not the miller. Yes, the maize farmers have already, for the last months, because most in, in North Rift we harvest from October. We have the maize from October. But it's so also good October to help now you so that he can note that. Uh, yes. And this is why I come from North Rift, and I'll tell you this if there's any farmer that is holding up maize, then they're doing it probably for prospects, for price prospects. But the market as it is, the grain reserves are very low. Ask anybody who's dealing, who is milling maize. So they're talking about bringing in more grains so that it can be is able to stabilize the market if the millers can can, can mill cheaply because the because the raw materials are cheap then you can ensure that we have cheaper hunger as it is right now millers are getting maize at almost 5200 4200 per bag it is expected maybe to come down to almost 4000 as uh, if we have more grains coming into the country so hopefully that will stabilize but uh not also to not also to throw off the concern of the cost of living and the taxes that you're speaking about and that is a rider for william Ruter. the same aslas that made him president are the same aslas that could actually dethrone him very easy that's fact number one fact number two most of kenyans are not paying taxes that's the reality mm. filing zero it's part of the game. zero, file zero. Most Kenyans over seventy percent are filing zero. To run this country, is either we do two things: either you're getting loans or you're taxing people. So when you get the the government get, uh, we've been running on loans for the longest time, and you are saying now we need to run away from loans and see if we can ensure that we can build local capacity. So we have to make a choice. Last year, when we were having discussions with the media, we're talking about the high cost of loans and the loan burden that the country is having. Now we are saying let's take a small break from that. Let's try and create our own local capacity in terms of tax collection. How to ensure that almost every Kenyan who is earning is able to pay taxes. If you are not earning, of course you cannot pay. But if you are earning, you are able to pay taxes. You are talking about companies that are running away from taxes. They are evading tax. So we need first of all to get that discussion and get and be very honest. In other countries, taxes are very serious matter. Go to the US and refuse to pay taxes. You will see. They will come for you in the house and they will kick you out. But in Kenya, you can file zero return and sleep very well. And you know you have money in the house. You have been earning money. So we need to get to a point where we have personal responsibility in terms of ensuring that you can build. It's, it's, it's an issue of patriotism as well. Pay your taxes. So let's ensure that everybody comes into the tax net, pays their taxes as long as you're earning money, lipa ushuru. Mm -hmm. If you're not earning money, then it is fine. But we must ensure that we pay taxes. But also, as you're talking about paying taxes also, we need to ensure that we can have more Kenyans earning. The reality right now is that the biggest percentage of Kenyans are not working. Over 60% of Kenyans are unemployed. Barely 40% of people who are, who are, who are engaged in active, in, active, in, in active employment. So we need also to start having a conversation as Ndua said. Let's talk about direct production. That I can wake up this morning and I can stay on to manufacture something and the government facilitates me and give, gives me a favorable environment to be able to thrive on that sector. As we're speaking now, Kenya as it is, is the worst place to set up any manufacturing industry or to do it it's the worst on earth. it's the last place you think about mm. i've not gone everywhere in there on earth but i can from the places i've seen i can tell you it's the worst and if we have to be competitive look at the region as it is travel to tanzania go to tanzania many international companies are setting up look at ethiopia with these punitive rules in terms of uh in terms of capital mm. you take money there to get money mm. out of that place will, will is rhythm it's reggae <laughs> 
it's another issue. Okay. But people are going there because the investing, the investing, uh, the investing environment is so favorable. Samsung, mm. Samsung moved out of his country, set up in in Ethiopia. Ethiopia. They are raking money. Look at shoes that are being manufactured in Ethiopia. A lot of shoes and and, and, and textile. So we need to start having a conversation around also ensuring that even as we are spinning Kenyans and saying we want to get money from you, we must ensure that these people also have money in their pockets. And this was the clarion call in this campaign: mm. putting money in your pocket. So now you want to ensure that in this time they are saying they are planning, let them plan, but not very soon. As you are seeing, Raila Odinga is already in, and I William Amenda now. If he's not very careful, then we'll have a problem. So let's have a conversation around produ- production and ensuring that every single Kenyan has money in their pockets. So why the question is, these are all politicians. This same same politician who was able to capture the imagination of the people and tell them it's all about the hustler and making the hustler facilitating the hustler where would in 140 days that same same politician sort of <coughs> drop that messaging but but you see the, the, the truth because the conversation yeah, now yeah. is not about you know how i'm going to facilitate you okay there's 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 a hustler fun and all but it's 500 500 bob to a thousand and three it's not about how i'm going to facilitate you it's not about how i'm going to facilitate you to be to run your hustle it's about you will pay tax, you will pay tax, you will pay tax, you will pay tax, you will pay, pay tax and wait for a year before the price of unga comes and down. And we will remove subsidy. And mm. we have removed subsidy. Ah, <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think also... Why, why is such a drastic change in messaging? I think in, in all honesty, we, we must also accept that there's only, there's only much magic you can do when it comes to running a nation. In the words of Ricky G, mm. we narrated that dilapidated economy. <laughs> That's the words of Ricky G. Mm. It, it, it's the reality that for the past almost eight years, Kibaki, we've been talking about debt and the debt button in this country. It has been always about getting money out of this country. Now, what if we say, well, uh, Gerald, you really want to walk into that? Let me, yes, let yes, me yes. escort you walking into that, Gerald. Because <laughs> if you're Let's able to look at it right now, and you can, you can, in hindsight, in 2023, say, actually, you know, it's been happening for eight years. Guess what? You felt the effect of it. And the president today was in government during these eight years that we are speaking of. So they knew. And that is directly linked to the question Eric is asking. Why would you make a promise knowing full well the state of things? You told people that you were going to do a certain thing knowing the factors that were present in the country to date. You cannot, you just use the word magic. So what magic did you really think you were going to do? He laughed. He laughed at. There was I a mean, political. There was a political complete com- political lie that was yeah. passed by the handshake government in the name of a hundred bob subs- unga subsidy. subsidy. It was a it lie. It never happened. William Ruto himself laughed it off and said, "Maybe ni kuweka biblia chini." Those were the words he used. Unga itashuka. So what magic? What magic was going to happen? Taking all these elements into consideration. So you cannot then come and say, "Actually, you know." what they inherited a dilapidated economy did they not know that the economy no, was but, dilapidated before but, they came into but government? Do. you don't need mad- magic to run a government <laughs> that, that's not what you need you need hey. you need pragmatism uh-huh. i mean and this story of a dilapidated government taxes are paid by the second by the minute on a daily basis and then what does the government do it expends it it eats it Yes, it's it's you bring it, it is used. It is, you bring it, it is used. Now, from the time this government came in, are we saying they have not been collecting taxes? They have. Yeah. You'd rather even have said, guys, yes. going into this thing, you know what have endured you more to people? Going in and saying, actually, you know what, guys, we're going into something and things are thick. <laughs> I would have liked to see that. <laughs> but, but the but, truth but, of the matter is that you don't get the vote made on tales of woe. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get the vote made 
on promises, whether you know or you do not know that you cannot keep them. And that is the truth. So, so let's not let's not try and window dress things and say, well, it's, actually, it's you not, know, it's, not, it's not, because not, of what we got. No, I think sometimes also we, we become very unrealistic. Uh-huh. What would you rather have done though? if if you are the president today? What would you have done? The okay. truth. To make Unga. To the make truth, Unga Gerald. <laughs> and that what is one thing that has, it has, escaped, <laughs> it has escaped governments. The truth. <laughs> Tell your people the truth. Don't come and stand tomorrow and say, actually, you know what? The reason why we can't do what is because of who did what before. No. This is the truth, folks. This is what is happening. This is what we can or cannot do. Hang on and let's see how we can work through this thing. And demonstrate. The truth. Yes. Demonstrate it the by truth. F- so, in so, fact so, saying, so in the next financial year, I'm even going to spend less. Come on. Don't come and say, in the next financial year, I want to spend 400 billion shillings more. more. Come on. And then you're, you're telling us it's going to be a tough year. Ah. How is it going to be a tough year if you're spending you're more? You're spending the money. You, then you, you people all carry yourselves to Mombasa and you spend, I don't know how long, how much, in the same week. By the way, it did not. It was not three days difference. In the same week when you told people, guys, okay, guys, belt, tighten it. I don't even know how many holes are left on this in this belt. We're going to tighten things a little bit. Then you go to Mombasa, people decide that KSG can go suck a lemon. We are not uh, attending this training of yours, this induction of yours. Meanwhile, we're going to sign the register and we are going to go on holiday. Then we come back tomorrow. Stop uh, it. Uh, don't forget the Tell allowance the that you get truth. for signing that particular The reason why they signed the register is so they could get allowance. IBEX sits. Pres- uh, Deputy President comes and says, actually, you know what? <laughs> We've not been able to agree. They want more money. We don't have. You don't even have a hold on things. Tell the truth. And that's take what minute, I'm saying. mate. People take minute, mate. So, so it's a time for that minute, mate. <laughs> minute, mate, break. This is the Situation Room. The only way to start your day. Gerard Bitok and Peter Mushendu, political commentators, are here with us in the studio. We're talking about the state of the nation politically. Yes, um, the conversation now has shifted into whether the election was legitimately won or not. We're back into that conversation. Uh, when the Raila Odinga is speaking in Jakaranda, wherever the president is, everybody who's speaking before the president is responding to Raila. I think, gentlemen and lady, that these two gentlemen are working together. The handshake is actually at play. <laughs> I, I, what we are seeing here uh, is the handshake at play. Remember before, the first time Raila said he went to Kamkunji, was supposed to have gone to Jakaranda. Then something happened and they were all very busy and they were not available. And then soon after, we had the conversation, I mean, the memo coming from the president to the speakers of the two houses of parliament, create this position, this and the other. Now there's a whole conversation about re- rejigging the IEBC and everybody knows it. But you see, our attention has moved from all those things we are discussing today, cost of living. Nation is trying to put it as a headline. It will not be picked up anywhere. Last yeah. week, it was a similar headline again on the cost of living nobody is biting these headlines biting it's the jacaranda that's biting and what is happening is that the government is actually we are coming into february city do you know when the new revamped hustler fund for smes is going to be launched do you know the date i have absolutely no idea do you know the date Ndu? do you know the date peter (laughs) gerard you're an insider do you know the date (laughs) who said that if it waddles like a duck, you, you know, you know, there was a previous pressure. Have you seen any, 
any gazette notice with my name on it. None yet. None yet. You know, he can be come here. He could come here, go there. He could also have the same job description as Dennis Itumbi. He's a come here, go there. Come here, go there. But just just to finish my thought. Yes. The whole conversation about the revamped hustler fund is nowhere. I mean, in terms of pressure from the people, nothing. In terms of uh, cost of living, this is was rising. Before this, whenever the president went, he had to address what the government is doing today. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ministers had the pressure to say we are importing maize, we are not importing maize. We are we buying maize from farmers, we are not buying maize from farmers. Real this is what conversations that were there. Now, it has moved. It is responding uh, to Raila. When you look at the people who were speaking in Narok yesterday, all of them were standing yeah, up and saying, it's Raila, it's Raila, it's Raila, it's Raila. We have been diverted, all of us. These two gentlemen, yeah. William Ruto and Raila Odinga, already had a handshake. For me, first of all, I'll be very disappointed. Mm. So disappointed if, uh, if William Ruto gave uh, Raila Odinga another, another handshake again. Well, I'll be disappointed because then he'll also have fooled us. He's told us several times that he's not going to give this guy handshake. <laughs> yeah. He had an issue with the handshake that uh, Raila Odinga had with Uru Kenyatta. So if he makes that turn, then he just, uh, just becomes another political con man. I'll be very disappointed myself personally. Mm. And I'll stop, I'll quit politics, I'll go open a church somewhere in a corner, church. and I become a pastor. Oh, okay. I become a pastor. Mm. I'll be and, and you think there's less politics in the church? And you'll invite him to uh, come Unless to I the want church. to start politics on this. In church, you can divide and rule. <laughs> unless I'll meet, I'll meet in something. You, know, you, you need to find a way to eat government money. Whichever way it is, you have to open a church, at least you'll pick it up from there. Yeah. So I'll be very disappointed. Mm. Secondly, what you're saying about the possibility of an archer and these guys working, put, uh, working together, politicians are animals from the same fold. Mm. I mean, and you never know what they're saying. If I told you that the issues of the Anshek, the Uru and Uru Kenyatta's and Rela Odinga's Anshek came in way earlier, even before the elections were repeated, mm. that thing had been discussed. Kitambo, by the time Rela Odinga was saying he's not going to participate in those elections, that thing had gone. It was gone at that point. That time we are fighting, we were saying, no, Akuna Machozi Monday, Pigeni Tiagas. Those guys already had those discussions running. Ask yourself, why in God's heart, when Rela Odinga was swearing himself in at Uru Park, there was no police. Mm. Police came in the morning, they disappeared, then Rela Odinga had fun, swore himself in. They had uh, some they had a good party when a bash were kind of when a sitting government was there of Uri Kenyatta was saying he was not going to entertain anarchy mm. so if you think or if you feel they could be such undertones in terms of Antrek and getting this guy in I would not be very surprised honestly politicians where they talk at night mm. whatever it is I sit in spaces sometimes you go go to those places where politicians sit next week with that one so I would not be surprised but then again what is the opportunity cost who pays the price for this politics bad we. politics the people yep you think about this we are no longer discussing government policies and holding the government accountable exactly. to its promises we are talking about we are in another campaign season exactly. political season you're throwing True. in words and you're arguing and, uh, and all these things and this is where i actually disagree with the government what business do you have responding to Raila? do your work you know you've been given government for heaven's sake an issue. <laughs> you know let I mean, me let me you know let's focus one of the things that i have always insisted and i'll say mm. every time you hear the word government of national unity or handshake it has never and it will never be in the interest of wanjiko mm. it will always be in the interest of the politicians that are there involved in and i think for me it is very unfortunate as you have put it that now the all the other tones that are being discussed too unfortunate all of us here are discussing the same thing mm. Raila Odinga and william roto i mean we settled this thing at uh, august 2022 and somebody met the threshold provided for in the constitution you have all the business to deliver to people if you stand as a politician uh, that is uh, inclined to william roto's uh, position i think the best you will do is to 
to sell the narrative of hope and what the government is doing mm. not to tell us what you will do with Raila Odinga I mean three successful presidents have been dealing with Raila Odinga from the president Moi to president Kibaki to Uhuru who has gone I mean this is a very odd narrative I'll say this as someone who unequivocally supported this government mm. of Kenya Kwanza government mm. it is time we stopped the nonsense of parading the issues of Raila Odinga as if they are the ones that are affecting Kenyans. Raila Odinga does not stop government from going to look for investors to come and invest in this republic. Neither does he stop government from reviewing our tax regime to see whether we can be able to salvage Kenyans from uh, being squeezed everything they have until they have nothing. Raila Odinga does not stop this government from rearranging the budget that is realistic and that is uh, uh, because these 400 billion shillings we intend to increase in the budget it is not the money that we have and I'll tell you if you look at the consolidated fund where all our taxes go in every bit of tax we pay goes to the consolidated fund the consolidated fund is also where we derive all the payment that we pay to our debts mm. both in principal and in, uh, in, in, in uh, interest, interest. Mm. that's what we derive in look at the, the responsibility of the consolidated fund in terms of meeting our external debt is concerned vis-a-vis mm. -vis the kind of amount that we are talking that is coming to consolidated fund that will tell you as much as we widen the tax net much of that money we still go to pay external debts that are not have not been beneficial to this republic and that is the truth that you have a country that is exaggerating you know i was surprised uh, be talked to pass through you move from ruaka all the way to Gitaro, the new western bypass uh -huh. and you are told that that bypass costed the kenya taxpayers money 23 billion it was a billion a kilometer and so many <laughs> over a billion a kilometer it is 19 kilometers for your information mm. and the, a lot of uh, feeder roads have been stolen they were not put if you move from dendero all the way to Gitaro, you will find a lot of feeder road missing some people who have prime rods have been rad rocked they cannot use their rods for commercial purposes because they are no entry no and all those and all those accesses and what have you now when a whole government spends every particular opportunity to address raira you go to open a housing scheme rather than addressing the benefits therein of having that scheme you are talking about raira odinga mm. you go to open a data you are celebrating a data privacy, day, a privacy day rather than talking about how we will continue protecting the data of kenyans in the era of these new technologies right out you go to a prayer day rather than talking about how god has been able to get us to this right out we must stop this and i'm saying it has to stop and we must now start addressing the real issues the real elephant in the house is why are we overtaxing kenyan who does not have a job and i think you know what in, in sometimes when you're trying to find the conversation that you ought to have you need to then make sure that every essentially missile that is brought your way to divert atten attention has to then be sent in the right direction what should we be doing today mm. what conversations ought we to be shaped because it's tomfoolery all of this when you're talking about this that really doesn't matter today I, I mean because sometimes point the direction in what is happening today mm. there's still drought in 23 counties in Kenya yep today yeah. today children are going to school for which facilities are not adequate for them to go 
today literally today the 20th the 30th of january grade 7s are going to school in primary schools where facilities are not adequate not, ad not adequate they are non-existent they they're not labs they in don't primary exist schools. today people in kenya are saying you know what okay thank you very much we don't even need a doctor in medical facilities you know what we want somebody who can look at me and tell me this is the ailment that you are suffering from and then let me look at that shelf and there will be medicine on that shelf that i can buy they don't even want a doctor they just want somebody who looks like they have some kind of medical knowledge and that there's medicine on the shelf that they can actually purchase that is the kenya we're talking about today but here we are talking about oh and there's a government in place that's supposed to do these things and you're talking about the previous government who did or did not do what why are you focusing on that instead of focusing on the thing that needs to be done today and that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. take that missile of misinformation and diversionary tactics and point it in the direction of which things ought to be happening today why are we talking about taxes from 1960 been talking about taxes we're now in 2023 we're talking about taxes when kenya could have been manufacturing when kenya could have been manufacturing today where industry and protectionism could have been conversations that could be had in kenya today we're talking about this nonsense politics as opposed to building the nation and then we're fueling the conversation no man in, in you fact I'll tell you one of the things a minute maid is very tired but I think something something must must give because I have a friend of mine who is a very serious plastic producer here in the industrial area and uh, I, I induced him, induced him to come to my place in Dayalimuru and purchase land because it is relatively cheaper, mm. so that he can expand. So he comes, purchases like 40 acres of land, mm -hmm. so that he can come and expand his plastic companies, five of them. Mm -hmm. And then for you to be able to power five uh, companies, you need uh, uh, power to a tune of 66 kV. Mm -hmm. So you go, you apply, you do a, a quotation in Kenya Power, and they tell you, for us to bring power 11 kilometers from where that 66 kV is, you go to pay 58 million shillings. What? Yes. 66 kV. How do they work this 58 million shillings? Uh, the, you know, there is a lot of libet charges that. Whole... Let me tell you. Let me tell you some of the things that I feel that if government does not address, we will not get where we want to be. Mm. And I keep saying about power regime because it is one of the reasons that manufacturers are hearing these nations and they are running. Mm. 58 million, you are paying to bring 66 kV line 11 kilometers away to from where the, the Nini. Mm. Then when you bring, you are expected as a company to build your own substation because the uh, step down, stepping down 66 kV to be able to produce in a company, mm. you have to have your own uh, substation. Step, the substation to step down power. Mm. That substation as an individual is gonna cost you 40 million shillings you're to at, do you're at 100 million here now tell Imagine. me this with all honesty and fairness and this is only power yes yeah. this, with all honesty and fairness and the government let will me not tell give you any let me tell you let me tell you you tell me whether a manufacturer will do manufacturing in the country you come you buy land probably seven eight million per acre you're doing 40, 40 uh, acres because you want to have where you separate the plastics and all those things and whatever. You spend like, uh, you're spending, buying that land, you're spending like 150 million. The government asks you to pay 4% stamp duty. You go, you start a process called uh, the process to actually 
change change of user, change of user. from agricultural to manufacturing to it is costing you money you want to build a company that is big you have to go through a process in a land that this they call amalgamation where you have to join the titles before you actually elect the structures mm. because you have to join and make one title that has a cost costs you money mm. you have to go to the county and apply for structure architectural approval yeah. takes time has money you are paying millions once you are done with structural approval you have an architectural you have now go to the county engineer and apply for structural approval yeah. you have <laughs> you have you have national environmental management uh, uh, con- you have to do public participation with people mm. it costs you money for nema certification you have to have uh, retain a structural engineer an architectural engineer and all in these that, things you have and not all started. these things You've you have started. you have not started we are not talking you have not started mm. you then eventually have to get what is called a construction permit from the county government mm. to be able to put up that company mm-hmm. and when you do the company the Kenya Revenue Authority will have to come and audit everything that you have spent and you have to again pay revenue <laughs> on the same money you have not even put up a structure not single structure or a single stone <laughs> in that company what? and you have paid government almost half a billion shillings now you ask what? yourself Eric eh? how are we going to cushion a manufacturer to be able to come this is what i think it is your responsibility eric if you have the company to build your own substation yeah but it is the responsibility of government to ever rebate charges Completely. on you bring the power to your door yeah they start charging you for spending it yep today they are charging you when you look at that quotation they are charging you for that transformer that you are importing they will tell you that transformer for 66 kv is uh, 24 million mm. if i go to india or i go to china or i go to belgium and i import my own transformer it will cost me 10 million but when i come to kenya they will charge me the income tax on the, the same excise, amount so that they discourage amount. me from importing some of my own so this is what i think that that conversation and I say as a bitok I would be very disappointed if there was a conversation between the president and the leader of opposition the writing w- Peter Mushendo <laughs> that's it it's on the wall my friend so so that is the conversation that we need to have we need today we need to be speaking to the cs of industrialization and investment on how are we going to caution manufacturers to be able to manufacture in this country because i have sat with that uh, guy uh. And he is telling me, Mushendo. And already he has made, invested in buying the land. Made, yeah, in fact, he is of the opinion, Mushendo, because now this land we bought has appreciated a little let's bit. Sell it. Let's sell it and uh, let's move. I'm on Managu. This is the truth. This is the truth. <laughs> and you see, we are talking someone who is going to import about 4,000 jobs to village people there who do not have jobs. Mm. They will now start earning something out of it. Yeah. We are talking about he is a Muhindi. He believes in uh, in their faith. They believe that they don't just need to feed the people. Mm. They also need to feed animals. Mm. So he has also purchased another piece of uh, ten acres piece of land where he has uh, drilled water and uh, put up here to give hey, to. Hey, uh, so now you know, uh, and this is the person. get tax incentives from government. This is it to allow those things to <laughs> happen. That is the conversation this country must have. But, we but must again, not talk uh, about Raila Odinga. Raila Odinga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Raila Odinga I was talking to about him when I was in class 8 in 1997. And now here you are. 
And I'm here, I've finished. <laughs> I am, talking about I you are advising, advising, I'm thinking, I'm still speaking about, I mean, we need to be ashamed as a country <laughs> that we are talking about a political contest that was settled last year. We must start speaking about matters that concern Kenyans. Today, I am walking... Give this message yes. to, 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 to our friend Gerard, because he does not work for government. Mm-hmm. But he meets with these people. He hobnobs. Mm. <laughs> they hang around. They, they hang, hang, they hang out together. <laughs> so, Gerard. <laughs> so, so in, in, about, in about a minute, as we conclude the conversation, Gerard, yeah, what message is that the people in government is to hear? As you are hearing, as you're hearing from even people all over. I think for me, the message will be, and uh, I've been very consistent with this, mm. that we need to start working. The campaigns are over. We had an election that was settled. And uh, it's a business of the bereaved to cry. Yeah, You cannot be crying with the bereaved. The opposition has a right to cry and mm. talk about all those things. Let them cry. They accept that election was over, but you cannot have, we cannot also as a government, or the government cannot, I cannot say we. The government cannot, cannot enjoy itself in that morning and, 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 and crying. We have better issues to deal with. And uh, I think also when it comes to conversations, I think every sector of this country has failed in terms of shifting the conversations. I'm applying the media as one of the media house. Mm. Even the media has failed. When you look at the newspapers, it's always the political news and the things that sell. Mm. I think as a country, we've not gotten to a point, even the, some of us who are shaping conversations, to get to a point where we say, let's start talking about the issues. Let's hold the government accountable. Let's also hold the opposition accountable. This, we are all living in this country. The opposition and the government are members of this country and they want to inch what and why we do near Kenya Moja. So we need to get to a point where we're holding everybody responsible. If it's Raila Odinga, we, need, we should be asking him why, when the state of the economy is as it is, when people are jobless and they cannot consume, you have time to go and take a thousand people, thousands of people in one place and tell, sell them narratives, political narratives. And for government, at the point that you've, we've given you power, you asked for votes, we gave you. You had a plan, we need to see that plan rolling out. The ministries, why do you have a minister going out to speak with political? messages when mm-hmm. you should be telling us about what you're doing as a ministry we need to get the ministry of industrialization what are you doing ministry of energy why are we having energy rights explain to us why are you having x and all that what are you doing about it ministry of agriculture what are you what are you doing to ensure that the farmer can produce cheaply and we can have food next year you want those stories you don't want stories political things rooftop we don't want to see people on rooftop of vehicles you yeah. want to see you in offices we want to see what you're telling us about the plans that you have i'm very consistent in that mm. and as a kenyan who also pays taxes and i ask on I also need to ensure that the government is giving me value, not only for my vote, but also for being a citizen in this Very country. Good. And Very we all deliver our country. So that's the message. President William Ruto, wherever you are, that is a candid message. And that's, I think, that's what every other Kenyan is saying. Sense. And we need to move on. Hangover elections, the August. Peter Mushendo, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Have a lovely Monday. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.